mood arrangement. It's time oh, for a round easy. with artificial entertainment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artificial Entertainment, a podcast where three best friends pick a theme and then give each other bad movies based on that theme. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Lakaitis. With me is Mason Betterly, as always. And I'm the third guy. You gotta say your name. They know who I am. This is only our <laughs> second episode. What makes you think they know who you are? Please, like, the only people who are watching know who I am. I think, I think you'll be fine. And those that are coming back already know you. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, right, Tyler right. Yaney. Well, welcome back, folks. <laughs> no, okay, so if anyone's listened to the first episode, which, you know, doubtedly so. We love all you six s- of you. You sound so unenthralled with Unenthused. your introduction. Yeah, it's just, I'm Tyler Yaney. No, I'm Tyler Yaney. Very ex- you're very excited right, to be here. Yeah, we're, we're getting Spotica. the back and forth down right out front. Mm. <laughs> I'm Spotica. I'm Spotica. <laughs> okay, so, so a couple things I want to go over about the last episode. Um, well, one, we talked about a movie that was produced by Harvey Weinstein. Uh-oh. And uh, as we Which found one? out... Dougal. Dougal. Oh, so yeah. I, I feel as though we should say, don't harass women. That's not nice, es- kid. Especially in the workplace. No matter how cool, interesting, funny, or adorable you think you are, 90% of the time, she's just not that into you. Mm-mm. Only harass her with a smile. No. Uh, no. The, 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 uh, the smile's fine, but the f- fact that you're implying harassment through the f- smile, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, Tyler. It's a, it's a very sticky wicket. Yes. Of course. Like our Ewok movies. <laughs> so, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, um, you know, this is a podcast. Sure, we talk about bad movies, but the entertaining part is our back and forth. You know, this podcast lives or dies by our bouncing off of each other. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to open up with some icebreakers, you know, help loosen us up, get us ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to try and do a speed round here. Ready? Speed round. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. Favorite childhood movie? Uh, Iron Giant. Mason? Hook. Uh, and Toy Story for me. Now, if you could be any mythical animal, what would you be? Griffin. Centaur. Jackalope. That's perfect. Oh. Now, uh-huh. when was the last time you pooped your pants? Uh, fifth grade. I don't. I I could name the last time I peed my pants, but I I don't know poop my pants. When was the last time you peed your pants? Um, I think it was in the fourth grade. Okay. Oh, mine's See, more I, embarrassing. I in, All right. I was in high school. Uh. Oh yeah, I, I remember the story. <laughs> oh no. Yeah no. I uh, I remember I woke up at like two in the morning just feeling so sick. I I had to use the bathroom. So I, f- I farted, filled my pants, <laughs> but I felt so terrible, I thought, eh, and went back to sleep. I woke up an hour later, like, yeah, I should go, I should go change and shower and just burn my bed. That was when we were in college, you dork. When did I poop my pants in college? I remember you were sick at the time and you actually did. You turned, <laughs> you turned and you said, oh my gosh, I think I crapped my pants. I do I'm, not like, remember I, this, but it probably didn't okay. happen. It was our sophomore year. I remember this. We're, oh, I mean, okay, yeah, sure. We were in our dorm room. Well, at least I wasn't that far from home then. Well, yeah, 
That didn't turn out how you were expecting, huh? No, it I, turned out exactly how I expected. So shall we go into the news? <laughs> uh, sure, uh-huh. sure. All right, we we got a lot of trailers since the last time we recorded, so we're oh just kind of going to... I thought we only got two. We're, we're going to go through them real quick, and I just want your uh, Spitfire reactions. All too. right. All right, uh, New Mutants. Oh, I'm excited. It looks interesting. They're doing scary, something different with it. Very scary. Yeah, very spoopy. I was listening to uh, the Weekly Planet podcast, and they saw a tweet that I think summed up the film real well. It looks like an interesting superhero film, but a boring horror film. That's fair. Maybe, That's yeah. fair. Well, I like that Fox is trying new things. I think a lot of people are liking that. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I'm not a horror movie person. You guys know yep. that. But, um, I, I mean, I definitely, you know consider going to it um just yeah i mean it can't know, be like worse X-Men. than the other x-men movies they've put out outside yeah. of like logan and deadpool well honestly the only other x-men movie that i have not gone to theaters for honestly and not seen period is uh, age of apocalypse oh apocalypse. Yeah, oh it was so terrible. bad but i loved it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh the next one is justice league okay um didn't really give me a, a lot more than what i already knew um mm-hmm. it's just honestly it feels like a lot of filler which in some ways is cool because we're not getting anything really spoiled i like the opening with superman um but uh you know a lot remains to be seen i'm very confused with what the whole they should keep showing clips of that red planet or red or what, oh. this battle where everything's red and I'm yeah like, is that well, did, did you notice or? how they changed uh the battle they changed the coloring did they? Um, did yeah, because in the last trailer, it was all kind of blue when they're fighting the aliens. Mm-hmm. But now in this trailer, it's all red. Interesting. And it's like the same shots. And yeah, I've seen some side-by-sides. And like, I, I, I don't... It's not adding more color. It's just a different color. There you it's go. It's just yeah. going from blue to red. <laughs> Either way, we're oversaturated mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Black Panther. I haven't actually watched it yet. I'm not going to lie to you. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah, it no, gets me I'm more and more excited. I keep forgetting yeah. that it comes out in February, so when it came, popped up at the end, it was February. Wait, February, it comes February out that soon? Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, wow. Okay, oh, cool. wow. I thought that it's was normal, after. Man. They got to uh, milk that cow before it dries up. Well, yeah. I thought, I keep think I keep, I'm getting used to one in November, one in May, one in November. Now they're starting to do like three a year, and I'm like, mm-hmm. not used to that yet, so I was very excited to see that. Yeah, no, this this looks really good. I'm I'm very interested. I love Andy Serkis yeah. as Claw. Yeah, definitely. Dr. Claw? It'll be great to see him being an Inspector Gadget movie, too. <laughs> I had no confidence in my delivery of that joke. <laughs> I liked it. Was was that uh Thank was you. that I an on the spot joke? It or, was cool. Or were you saving that? I I think it just came to me now, actually, as I'm going over okay. the notes. So. Okay. And of course uh Did you write notes? I I, I want to be organized. Wait, do I don't you want really? To be going, uh, uh, through the whole film. Yeah, well, for my section of the podcast and for what to talk about beforehand. Oh, yeah, I got some. Notes. Should I do that? Yeah, that, I don't know. I feel like you do pretty well off the cuff. I, me, not so much. You do fine. Were you off the cuff the last time? Uh, I had some notes. I've gotten more notes now, so we'll see if I'm worse or what better. What kind of notes? Okay. I'm interested now. <laughs> It's not really that important. Didn't, what kind? Didn't, of, it's uh, didn't another important. Last Jedi trailer come out? That 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 was. The oh yeah, that little uh, that little indie picture that comes out in a couple months. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I. It's a fine trailer. It's okay. I, I don't okay. think it spoils as much as anyone as, as people are claiming. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think they're being very intentional with the misdirection, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I'm very pro Kylo Ren and Rey. Like as in a relationship or just being friends? Either way, I'm very... I, I would very much love them to existing. See... He's very pro on. He just well, likes them being around. No, no, no. Um, I, I, we've all we've always had very much, you know, dark side, light side, battling it out. It'd be interesting to see a light side and dark side, you know, people come together to fight a common enemy or unite to do something. If it's romantic, okay, I guess I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of them you know it, you're saying it's nice to see those two sides together because in traditional star wars the light side and dark side are on very they're separated until the third act where they come together and fight yeah, they don't very, really come together and have to coexist much for the rest guys, of guys that's all interesting bullet pointing me. and such <laughs> but what if the wookie attack ah i ruined it that was it that was not the line is it the droid attack on the wookies that's it that was it Many Wookiees died to bring you this Many joke. Bothans. <laughs> um, shoot. Many Bothans, what a guy. Many, many, I did many. want to bring up I did want to bring up an article I saw about the trailer. Okay. I think it has to be the most dumb, obvious headline I've ever read. It reads as follows. The new Star Wars trailer was seen by a lot of people. Oh wow. No, that was was that the headline? Yep. Well geez, Professor. <laughs> I, I need a source on this. What, what was it? An uh, article for? Cinema something. I I, I, okay. I did not write it down because I didn't just want to shame them. Like, are you sure this isn't just some guy's blog? Nope, nope. Because when I was looking up the rest of the news, I went to like official movie news websites, and that was the title. <laughs> a lot of people watch the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> okay, they didn't Randy. need to cite sources. They could just you know they 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 could go out on a limb there and assume that was fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Randy Newman reporting for you. <laughs> See, you don't need to put numbers. <laughs> nah, Star Wars out Well, Star Wars. Wait, I know Star, Star Wars. <laughs> How can I finally do Christopher Walken trying to do Randy Newman? That doesn't make any sense. It still sounds yeah, very bullwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like bullwinkle. Rocky! It's all coming bullwinkle teams. <laughs> Um, okay, so the last the last trailer we're going to talk about tonight is "I Love You, Daddy." Oh no! <laughs> it's uh, Louis C.K.'s new film. Have Have you seen the trailer? For I'm it? staying out of this one. Yes, I've seen it. I've not. <laughs> it is. It's Louis' new film. It's about he's a big TV producer, and uh, his big. daughter, his daughter, his I believe is 16 in the film. Uh, Starts dating an 84-year-old John Malkovich. And it's shot very much like Manhattan and has very Woody Allen overtones. Don't compare it to that. But it's clearly supposed to be like Manhattan. Louis said, I watched Manhattan as a kid. He was 42 in Manhattan. Now he's 84. It's like he just... just Oh, no, no. I'm I'm not making a comparison to Woody Allen... Marrying his adopted daughter. No, oh, I'm just talking about okay. film. Okay. You're the one that brought that oh, up. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Can you? Oh, fun fact: uh, Manhattan is Sun Yi's uh, least favorite of his movies. So, huh. yeah, I don't have a source on that. But um, yeah, he he always just seems very self-loathing about the films he's made. I mean, I would be too. Why? They're, his early stuff is amazing. 
No, I mean, if, if I were a uh, successful filmmaker. Some of his current stuff's pretty awesome. No, yeah, I'm excited uh, for... Uh, Midnight in Paris. But yeah, hey, Blue Jasmine was good. I'm excited for uh, Wonder Wheel. I keep wanting to say Wonder Wall, but that's, a, that's something else. Right? <laughs> Same. Anyway, here's Wonder Wall. Um, <laughs> I actually liked... Oh, what was it called? It was... It, oh, was it Irrational Man? Oh, yeah. That it was his superhero debut. It was great. Yeah. Walking Phoenix plays Irrational Man, whose power is murder and existentialism. It's actually worth a watch. Hey, Wooing Emma Stone. Right. I, right. I did not care for Cafe Society. I'm just going to go on the record. I, I don't know why that one was so well received, but what are you going to do? People find Steve Carell charming? I find Steve Carell charming, so maybe that's... I mean, he I was in the it. movie, but you have to spend the whole movie with Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, and I've already had to do that twice, so... I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, with October dragging on, dragon, um, we've decided <laughs> that uh, doesn't. No, dragons are not a Halloween. They're thing. monsters. Yeah, it works. We we decided to do Halloween movies uh, for oh, this. Oh, Mason, week. are we just done with so, the news? Yeah, stuff? I had I, I had some more so. talking points. I, we, we were dragging on. I have on quite there. a few notes here that I would love to talk about. <laughs> oh, good more notes. Um. So. We all oh no! So you okay? So no, I we are we are just time. done with the news. I took time out of my day to find these stories to talk about. How many more are there? I'm curious. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to now. I wanted to talk about how The Rock says Jumanji is going to reference Indiana Jones and in Star Wars, and by that I just assume they're going to say, "Man, this is like Indiana Jones," or "Man, this is like something out of Star Wars." They're probably. I, I don't Wait, think did that, did, that note, references. did that take up a whole note card? I'm typing this up on my iPad. I haven't just written a bunch <laughs> of sticky notes and pasted them all on my wall. I can imagine, like, uh, you three by five note cards. doing the I'm whole note lie. card thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm slowly flipping through these, just like, which so one's next? Which find one's something next? interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So the, uh, the, one, the one thing I do want to touch on on the news <laughs> is... Uh, a, it's the only news that I've liked that's come out about the recently named Solo, Han Solo, Solo film. Oh, no. Star Wars Solo film. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, two of my favorite Star Wars characters who have never actually been in the films officially oh, no. are now canon. What? No kidding. Oh, Tag my gosh. and Bink. Are they from are the droids in... cartoon? No. no. They, they, they ran... There was, like, this, this comic... There ran like two, it was a miniseries, it was two comics, and then there were uh, two more later on, but it's called Tag and Bink Were Here. Oh, yeah, 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 It's yeah, about yeah. these two guys that were actually in every Star Wars movie, and you've seen them, you just didn't realize it was them. It's kind of like how uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead to Hamlet, or Guildenstein. Oh, you mean Lion King one half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be the other comparison. <laughs> So, uh, one of the writers and another guy are playing them. I assume they'll only be in it for a scene at most. But I think that's really cool. I would assume that's something that either the writer put in or the original directors were going yeah, to do. Yeah, I can't I don't, see Ron I, Howard. I really doubt Ron Howard's yeah. like a big Tag and Bink fan. You never know. <laughs> oh, Opie. He likes, them, <laughs> he likes them comic books. Little Opie. Okay, Mace, I, I got some more news, but I think you want to get to the movies, so it's really up to you. Okay. If you want to hear, 
you want to hear about how the current war is getting pushed back. You know, I, I had stuff that wasn't just comic book or nerd movie news. You know, I wanted to seem official, like we actually care about all movies and not just the real popular ones. But I know, I know you really want to get to the to the meat of the podcast. Just bite into that steak and, and get to the bad movies. So you want to get there, Mason? Well, we're 20 minutes we in. We are 20 minutes in. Yeah, but 10 minutes of that was us trying to sync up the audio. I would say five minutes of that. All right, Mason, take us in. Anymore. All right, well, with October dragging along, uh, we are getting closer and closer to Halloween. So this episode, we decided to give each other um, interesting or crummy Halloween-related movies. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't necessarily have to be scary movies or anything like that, just something's in some way related to monsters or anything of that nature. Something spoopy. Um, Something spoopy, exactly. So really quick before we delve in, though, I just wanted to ask you guys, because I... genuinely don't know uh and i wanted mm. to mention mine as well uh-huh. what are your uh, what's your favorite halloween movie to watch uh, okay i thought about this do we want to save this for the palate cleanser at the end um no i want to do it I mean, now we, we can yeah okay can. yeah let's just do it now okay oh, all right. um I'll, I'll go i i'm not a big fan of horror films i'm like you mace not a, not into them just not my scene I but I, I saw get out earlier this get year out. in theaters and it was amazing like i loved it that, that's something i will definitely go back to again uh, so your favorite movie Halloween monster movie? is white parents <laughs> what so your favorite movie monster you and the rest is, of america uh, am i right yeah you got the joke the first time go on yeah it's brian williams daughter yeah she she's great oh yeah no, Peter Pan um, that made me very confused when we watched it that was she's yeah exactly <laughs> oops oh. As for actual, like, Halloween movies that I enjoy, I think the only one I can really, truly say is either Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein mm, yes. or Wallace and Gromit versus the Were-Rabbit. That is a quality picture. <laughs> All right, I, I actually again? just watched uh, Paranorman It's recently, a great movie. It's pretty good, but... Ooh, great movie. Yes, great movie. yes. It's, it's no Kubo and the Two Strings, but it, it's, it's pretty good. No, but what is? Yeah. It had Elaine Stritch as the grandma, so I was I was in immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler, how about you? Uh, I have a top five favorite horror films, if I, if I may. All right, sit back. Here we go. Number five is The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg. Jeff Goldblum turns into a fly monster, and it's wonderful. Number four is The Thing, directed by John Carpenter. Kurt Russell is trapped mm-hmm. in Antarctica, and this little alien thing keeps, like, uh, shape shifting. It's really cool. It's Jeff Goldblum's The Fly all along. Right? With the fly was in all of us. Um, number three is uh, American. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna take the thing out. The thing at the top five no more. We're gonna put Poltergeist, directed by Toby Hooper. Although I would I would say that uh, Steven Spielberg actually directed it. It is. I. Why 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 would we bump out the thing and not just bump down? The fly okay, number six. Uh, I have a confession. I forgot what number four was going to be, and then the thing was just on my shelf. So I'm like, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but The Thing's a great movie. That'd be in the top ten. But Poltergeist is like one of the few horror movies I would say is charming and like bring the whole family. It's just, it's fun. Uh, number three is American Werewolf in London because it's, it's, mm. it's a dark comedy Mm-hmm. Um, from the director of the Blues Brothers, who's actually slaughtered yeah, people it's, himself. It's playing in the Dollar Theater here. In you two should weeks. go. I, I'm definitely gonna go see yes, it. Yes, you should go. Oh, definitely. Oh, you want to go with me? I'll be there then. 
Yeah. Uh, Hunter and I were going to go. You should come with. That would be nice. Okay. You are invited. Um, Number two is Alien, because I love it. And then number one would probably be The Shining. And I, I thought about adding The Shining. I've only seen it once, so I can't really say it's one of my favorites, but it is just wonderful. It's a great Confession, movie. I have not actually watched The Shining. I'm I thought you were with us when we were watching it. Yeah, we watched it in our apartment. No, I was I was down in my room. Probably watching Once Upon a Time on a Sunday. Probably. Anyway, Mason, your favorite Halloween movies. Um, well, I definitely, um, definitely uh, enjoy Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I thought um, they met the Wolfman. They meet. Well, they, yeah, it's all in, in the, the same, same film. Movie. They meet yeah. like, all Different the movie. monsters in no, this one. No, they meet the Wolfman, Dracula, Do they meet and Frankenstein. Jack the Ripper. No. Um, no. Next time. But, but uh, it's that's a great one. I, I like to watch that. Um, as I'm getting older, another two movies I'm really liking for Halloween are Adam's Family Values. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. That's a good movie. Oh, That's a horror. I've, I've wanted to watch that one. Can I yeah. tell you guys a secret Halloween confession? Okay. Yeah. I don't like A Nightmare Before Christmas. And I hate oh, Hocus Pocus. We just it's lost okay. at least two followers, which is a big deal since we only have six. That's like, yeah, it's a third of them, man. Good job, Winnie. Why don't you like it? Do tell us. It just—I don't know. I—it's been built up to me for so long, and I just watched it for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple story. It's great. I was hoping for something with more depth. Oh no! And it's, no. it's really just a storybook film. It is. No, it, is it really charming. is. It's really just a. It's like one of those holiday, like those Christmas holiday specials that are claymation or whatever, mm-hmm. but just for Halloween. Honestly, it's. It, yeah. It's enjoyable, and that's what's oh, so yeah. charming, I think, about it, is because it's almost like a feature-length holiday special, but presented by Hot Topic. Yeah, maybe if I watch it a second time, I'll like it more. I, I think you should like give it another chance, yeah. Well, I mean, Go Toby with that loves mindset. it, so she'll probably have me watch it again this I know she's going to have me watch it again this year, so that a girl. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll come at it again. Let's get into the movies. Mace, uh, since this was your week's theme, uh, you pick who goes first. I would just like to get mine over with, if that's okay. Okay. All right. And then we'll go to, um, then we're going to go to uh, Lakitis, then to Yaney. Is that all right? All right. Well, yeah, sounds me. good. All right. Um, so here, since I, I gave you the film, uh, do you want me to introduce it? Go ahead, bud. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> so since the theme was spooky-esque Halloween films, I decided to give Mason a movie that could at least relate to the film he watched last time, which was Scooby-Doo. So I decided to give him Scooby-Doo 2. I don't know the rest of it. Monsters Unleashed. I yes. thought it was Electric Boogaloo, but yeah. That works. So this is going to be the fastest review. Okay. Um, I, go. Yeah, don't, don't worry. I watch clips, so I can, I can ask you questions. I, I have seen this film recently, so this, this works. Okay. I'm going to save everyone some time. Okay. Um, if you want something a little more in-depth, watch the Nostalgia Critic review on it. Um, so, you know, James Gunn, uh-huh. um, back at it know, again with them Scooby-Doo scripts. Oh, so you know how he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy and it was exciting and new. And then when he came back for, for Guardians of the Galaxy volume two, um, instead of just kind of following traditional tropes and stuff, he actually made the characters grow in that there was an arc to each of those characters that followed through from the first film and even were, you know, succinct enough for the, their own film, um, and really grew the mythology as well at the same time. Yeah. Right, right. So I think, well, I think what you're getting at here is he, he did the same thing for the Scooby-Doo film. That did not happen here. Oh no. 
Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Did I'm we watch sure. the same film, Mason? <laughs> <laughs> so you know how. Um, so you know how the beginning starts uh, in the first Scooby Doo film. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it starts with them solving a, a mystery and with uh, Pamela Anderson. Of, I might. Well, add. yes, yes. I was. <laughs> Um, so then it kind of goes on and it has to do with them kind of overcoming, um, their egos and Scooby and Shaggy have to go off on their own to kind of solve part of it. And there's a little bit of misdirection. There's a flashback in there. And then in the end, it's revealed that, oh, this person in front of you the whole time obviously was responsible. And, oh my gosh, it related to the flashback in the middle. Did you remember that in the first one? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good, you've watched Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, so, um... Okay. Yeah. So Scrappy-Doo so, is back in action, right? No, no. No, um, no, those no are I know Scrappy's not in this. <laughs> Seth um, Green, though. But the, know, the, the Tasmanian Devil is, is in it, it though. I think yeah. the only thing I can thank this movie for is it may be responsible for the reason why Seth Green is Howard the Duck. Yeah, in, I wish uh, I am okay. The Marvel with. Universe. I hope but, they, yeah. I hope they get a show or something out of that because that's too perfect. I would. I honestly would love uh, Howard the Duck either one-offs like little shorts before oh, yeah. the movies or actual. Oh yeah. Movie. I, I'm very much open to it. But anyway, getting to the point. I would love um, to see him open a detective shop on Earth. That'd I be, think that would be. Oh great. my great. gosh! Yes. Oh no! No! Why even actually bother bringing him to Earth? Make a Blade Runner Marvel movie with Howard the Duck. Oh my god! I know what we're writing next. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so to get into it, uh, they open up a museum with all of the costumes from crooks that they've unmasked over the years. And actually, the costumes for all of those are actually really cool, and I love the references. But mm-hmm. I was going to say, I feel like from what I watched in the second one, this does a better job of being a love letter to Scooby-Doo Absolutely. and actually tying into the old cartoons. Mm-hmm. True, true. Um, you know, it has a ton of references, but it's just it's just not good still, though. I mean, there's nah. framework of stuff, but it came out in 2004. It has a lot of 2004 tropes, um, and it just it just wasn't it just was not there still, still. Mm. And, uh, you know, you think maybe a second go ahead, they might get it, but. Uh, Nah, that is not the case. I still find, you know, parts of parts of the I love the the production design itself. Um, I find um, Shaggy endearing um, and Velma. Um, I think the the uh, the two actors, you know, playing them are great. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I mentioned them in the past. Um, I I just don't remember them off the top of my head. Right, uh, Matthew you Lillard. Said it in the last episode. Matthew, yeah, Matthew Lillard. I know was Shaggy. Um, but Tyler, what did you think of, uh, the Tasmanian devil popping up in this? Yeah. It wasn't the worst cameo. If he had been CGI, I would have been more upset, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. He was animated. That was kind of cool. Um, I still can't stand this version of Scooby. I don't think he's authentic to, um, the, the cartoon for some reason. There's just something mm-hmm. very, there's a disconnect. Um, and it's not like he's a, like horrible or anything like that it just doesn't feel like real scooby maybe just because right. it's it's cgi i i don't know but uh something's still not connecting there uh, real no quick time for um, yeah while we're talking about the tasmanian devil can we just appreciate looney tunes back in action and the middle finger it gives the first scooby-doo movie it does, does it? 
Yeah, do you not remember? Okay, so at one point, they're at a, they're at a fancy restaurant or something, and uh, Scooby and Shaggy, like the animated versions, are sitting oh, there with right. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, keep going. Explain. Oh, uh, Shaggy's just yelling at him about not staying true to his character, and if he goofs on him in the sequel, he's coming after him, and I'm like, That's, that was good. <laughs> good for you, Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have no time for Freddie Prince Jr. as Shaggy, or not, or uh, as, Fred, as Fred. Excuse me, yeah, as Fred. Um, it's definitely more Scooby Doo than the first one. Scooby um, Doo. But uh, they it's, they take the old uh, cartoon it... theme song and like give it a rock version at the end, right? They always they did do in the that. First one. They, yeah, they did in the last. <laughs> they one. always um, do that. I remember I, well, okay, seeing I didn't it as watch a kid. Any clips from the first one before this, but I just wanted to bring this up because. Uh, it's a shame to take the old one and try and do the rock version, or you know, a, a modern, because the at the time the modern Scooby Doo cartoon had one of the best cartoon theme songs of all time. Seriously? That? Yeah, the no, What's Your Scooby Doo? Oh, I what? like that song actually. I'm not going to sing it because I'd, I'd ruin it, but it's really good. What's New Scooby Doo? They're coming after you. Oh my gosh! Stop! We're gonna get song for copyright. Yeah. No, you can do five seconds. Um, ah, okay. No, that is the rule. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's just uh, there's still like very, it's still very disingenuine. I like the only thing that's cool is the references to the monsters. Um, I think the plot itself is, is there. There's framework for it to be cool. Basically, what's happening is is a villain is bringing the costumes and in turn the monsters to life, uh, and right. that's actually really an interesting idea. But it's yeah. just handled incredibly poorly uh -huh. um do, do, do they no explain how, how a normal human being is able to do that uh i don't i don't know i think they had a flashback that had to do with no it, who... the, the dad from everybody loves raymond is doing it somehow i thought no no, no 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 he was he was a he was a um a red herring along with like two other people gotcha oh seth green was a red herring i remember that yeah 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 yeah, um, but I remember coming there, out of the movie. A, even... I remember there's a monster made entirely out of electricity. Yeah, and Daphne goes to fight it using karate. What? And yeah. it's just she's not immediately electrocuted, but, but she's, she's throwing a good pace. Yeah, I'm just like that. That that's not a good idea. What are you thinking? Yeah, wasn't um, there like a cotton candy monster too, or did I imagine that? Yeah, yeah, no, there uh, was Skaggy and Skaggy and Shuby. Like, <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy and Shuby him alive. Shaggy is Scooby Fire Kong Cammy Um, but yeah, so I remember coming out of the movie, uh, like when you I saw came it, out at that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, Scooby Doo two sucked it on K. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. Um, <laughs> it's Freddie Prince Jr. I can't help it. <laughs> oh your monster was unleashed okay i, oh, I remember okay. walking right. out right. of the is it movie my turn yet? very disheartened and i was like 10 years old at the time so uh that actually like thinking back on it i remember i remember being depressed coming out of that movie so that actually may be the first movie that i actually didn't like come to think of it Seriously? Well, thank God I got Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, no, Actually, okay, so you want, you, since the last episode, I realized, because I've been using Letterboxd to like keep track of the movies I've seen, uh -huh. and I was really excited to see, you know, my thousandth film. 
So I, I've been keeping track. And then I realized, oh, there, there are a couple movies I haven't put on the list yet. So I put them in. But that bumped me over a thousand. So like, ah, oh, shoot, I missed it. At least what was my thousandth movie? <laughs> Turns out the one thousandth. Why can't I say thousandth? I don't Either way. Anyway, that movie was Buckaroo Banzai. Ah, uh, that was going to be right. magical, isn't it? Man. It, uh, <laughs> it was a combination of, well, at least it was that one. It could have been worse to disappointment that I didn't get to hand pick which movie I would see. if i was gonna do like a kubrick that i hadn't seen or something you know some marvelous film that i just had missed but nope i get the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension you didn't hear that (laughs) what was that i messed up on adventure so anyway that was uh (laughs) scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed please take them back um would you would you recommend the film um no i wouldn't um i mean if would you recommend burning the film i wouldn't rec. i don't it it exists okay it's not yeah i get that mason every episode one of us wins one of us loses and one of us gets away with it where do you think you stand compared to the other two movies i forget i forget i got the worst witch yeah i think you lost I think I I think I was in the middle. Okay, you got away with it. I, I think, think I, I give won, the, but we'll get there. I think I give good films. I think the bottom line is that I give good films. Yeah, Mace, I, we'll get to that, but I think you misunderstand what this podcast is about. But we'll, we'll come to that when it's Tyler's turn. For me, I was given 1986 The Worst Witch. You're welcome. <laughs> really, I just got Harry Potter condensed and gender but it's a musical from the 80s as a television movie with tim curry i don't really know if it's a musical when there's only like three maybe four songs have a lovely day two, at, lovely the day. two at the end <laughs> i i can't okay so i found out the this movie it, it's a made for tv bbc film oh it's, it's based British? on a series of books that came out in 1970s and <laughs> I think Harry Potter just stole from this completely. Uh, J.K. Rowling read these books and just gender flipped the whole thing. That J.K. Rowling is a hack. Let the record show. I'm not, I'm not saying that there entirely. There go the rest of I'm our saying... fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what little we're still around. He's insulting Harry Potter. So, let's see. Yeah, no, like, these characters are almost beat for beat some Harry Potter characters. Like, the main character, Mildred, is a total Harry Potter type. You know, she's not ready to be a witch. It's her first year. She's still kind of learning. She has that one professor that doesn't like her, Professor Hardbroom. Beg uh, pardon? Yes, her her Snape, if you will, is called Professor Hardbroom. Hardbroom? Yes. Oh, my. It's interesting. She begins every school day by riding her broom up to the bell tower to uh ring the bell with her wand and like i don't get that i feel like just you know pulling on a rope like a normal bell tower would be a lot easier but if but she feels she has to fly up all the way on her broom to ring the bell by hand on her broom or on her hard broom well i would it's not a floppy broom (laughs) wait what (laughs) 
I don't know what part you're missing here, Tyler. Her name's Hard Broom. She's riding a broom. It's a witch joke. I get the broom part. It's the hard one that's throwing me off. Did you did you watch? Did you wash? Did you wash? I, I now we're all drunk. It's great. Did you watch the right or switch? <laughs> I'm Professor yes. Hobbro. What? Okay, I I found there are other worst witch TV series. Okay, but the one you gave me, the one with Tim Curry in it. Okay, no, you made for TV movie. One of the characters' name is Hard Broom. I think I would have remembered that. That's shocking. All right. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. And you know, there's a Dumbledore esque uh, school leader. What's his name? What is her name? Um. Something, uh, what is Wobbly it? Something Wong? Cackle. Because they all go to Cackle Academy. Cackle Academy. <laughs> so who in this Harry Potter analogy would Tim Curry be? Is he Voldemort? I'd love it if he's Voldemort. No, no. Uh, Cackle's evil sister, Agatha, is the Voldemort. It's the same thing where they want to take over the schools, but I don't understand why evil wizards and witches want to take over schools because schools don't, like, hold any power. Mm-hmm. It's just they want the building, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, uh, Mildred, she she's got some stuff going on. She's trying. They're all trying to learn to be witches. They have the jerk character named Ethel. Her and Mildred don't get along. At one point, Mildred accidentally turns her into a pig. Wait, the jerk character's name is Ethel. What? The the jerk character's name is Ethel. The yes, that is her name. Is she elderly? No, no. They're they're all in the same class. How old are these kids? I, I don't know. Like they just started middle school. It seems I I they the school didn't the the school the movie didn't share a lot of information. It took me till about the end of the movie to realize the school was named the Cackle Academy. Did they not say they it trust, a lot? No, no, they didn't say it at all. They expect you to know the source material going in. So you have to be a hardcore worst up. witch aficionado to really. Are we stealing Jontron jokes? Is that what we just did? I think we did. Oh, well. So, let's see. Uh, we find out, yeah, the evil twin sister wants to take over the school. Her plan's really dumb because we see her at the beginning. Then Mildred has to learn how to fly a broom. She gets a cat. They play this weird hide-and-seek. The, uh, the evil witch, she is in the woods. They are just getting drunk. Nuh-uh. Their plan is to sit in the woods getting drunk till Halloween. It's a feeling When they know picture. the school's going to have a big Halloween party. And then they'll come in the next day... While everyone's still sleeping off the party, turn them all into frogs, and then they'll have the school. That's her plan? And I... Yes. Oh, no. And, like, it's an okay plan? I guess. I guess, you know, if you turn everyone into frogs, they can't really fight back. But why do you want a school? Not not to teach, because you've turned all the students into frogs. Schools don't help you rule over anything else. Like, she won't be able to take over the rest of the wizarding community. Why a school? Maybe she had a school and she just wanted accreditation. Wait, wait. Now now you're making me curious. Why did Voldemort attack Hogwarts? Be, uh, to I, kill Harry, right? No. Like, at least Harry Potter had a bit more sense. To get rid of the one that, that would ruin him and then take over the rest of the wizarding world. Agatha here Agatha. just wants the school. That's the only thing she talks about. It's a school. It's a school, and she wants it. Is it a big school? No, no. It, it, it looks school. like an old church that also has a school attached to it. Like it's not that big. Maybe she'd uh, like I, to I, renovate it. I can also it. tell you this: uh-huh. everyone, everyone at this school has the hots for Tim Curry. Who doesn't? Uh, 
<laughs> but it, like they're looking at all these pictures. Like there's a giant painting of Tim Curry. Who in is their Tim dining Curry? Hall. In who is he in the minutia oh, of this story? Uh, he's the Grand Wizard. He's the oh. head of all wizards, and he's coming to their school on Halloween to see their Halloween show. Ah. Oh. But it's weird because the painting of Tim Curry, I feel like, doesn't look like Tim Curry. Because I think they wanted to get David Bowie. Well, good luck. I mean, the paint, <laughs> it looks like they got the painting about 80% done. And the director comes and says, look, guys, Bowie ain't doing it. We got Tim Curry instead. Just put Tim Curry's hair on David Bowie's face and we'll call it good. I mean, I mean, it could work. I mean, if this was late 70s, early 80s, that could that could work. True. There's a scene where they're all fighting over just a little photo of Tim Curry. And then Hardbroom takes it from all the girls, and she keeps it quite huh. passionately. So everyone's got the hots for Tim Curry. It's amazing. There's literally a line in the film that says, he makes me feel squishy inside. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she wants to work a family picture. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a lot of terrible CGI. Well, not even CGI, because it's... 1986. It's the 80s BBC. But, it, you know, it's a lot of bad green screen of girls sitting on brooms flying around. Oh, boy. It's funny because all the cats ha are just people saying meow. Nuh-uh. So, what? like, if the cats are riding on the broom and, like, uh, Mildred starts to crash, you just hear the cat going, meow, 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 meow. Wait, is it actually a person playing the cat? Is that a cat suit? No, no, there's a cat on set. But they oh, are just people oh, okay. trying to do cat oh. noises. I thought you had like a bunch of people crawling around in cat costumes going meow. <laughs> no, it, it's not the BBC's interpretation of yeah. Lion, Witch, we and Wardrobe. We need to review this is all those, Witch. by the way. At, oh, I would love to do that. Some it's just point. a series. I'm losing. So let's see. Let's, let's, let's jump to the end. I've covered pretty actually, much everything I, I want to talk actually, about. Actually, really quick, I love the BBC's... Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, we all do. Oh, we all do. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly charming. The, the wolves the scare my sister to this day. Like she's terrified really? of them. Seriously, yeah. I remember them? Oh yeah, because it's like people in wolf costumes. Yeah. Mm. You know how things that like a wolf itself isn't that scary, but a person dressed up as a wolf. But we we're supposed to assume that's an actual wolf. Like it's a kind wolf of freaky. man. <laughs> Wolfman, Mister Wolfman, pl please. It's the Uncanny Valley. Oh, it's the Uncanny Valley. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's that kind of thing with, with, with that. Uh-huh. And it, it really freaked her out. And I, 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 I see why. I don't but know like, if that's Uncanny Valley. But the okay. grown people dressed as beavers is really funny. <laughs> that is so funny. great. <laughs> they just have a giant stuffed lion that they wheel around for Aslan. Remember when he's, like, flying? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. My, my dad and I still quote quote that movie to each other. Children. <laughs> so let's see. So yeah, Halloween comes. Tim Curry shows up. He does the weird LSD music video mm -hmm. that you know. It's it's basically the best LSD Windows Movie Maker could provide. Right. That's what it looks like. It you can tell he's struggling towards the end of the song. Well, not him, <laughs> but the writers trying to find things that rhyme with Halloween, like. Huh. Literally, one of the lyrics is, Where is my tambourine? No, oh, no. Your sister might be turned into a sardine. All what? this on Halloween. 
Doesn't he have like uh, a cool it, little cake? It's not a good song. He's got like a little back okay. cake. Yeah, yeah he does have a back cake and like a white suit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Ethel curses Mildred's broom. So when they're doing their little flight show, she crashes. Uh, Tim Curry's like, what is going on? I'm leaving. I've got another gig. And he just flies off. How, I have to ask, how long is he in the movie for? Five minutes? Five, five, ten minutes. He comes back later, which surprised me. I thought he'd be in this scene and this scene alone. Does he fly off with or without a broom? This is very uh, important he, to me. No, he just flies. He extends his cape and flies off. Oh my gosh, that's, that's fantastic. I want, oh that's the my best gosh, way that's a great. Tim Curry could fly. He looks like a giant flying mushroom. I think that's the best way I can put it. He probably had a few oh. mushrooms. <laughs> well. On his pizza. So the next day, Mildred sneaks out. She's going to run away. She's quitting the school. She feels like, you know, she's never going to learn to be a good witch. But running away, she runs into the woods and finds Agatha and her little crew of, like, six other witches that are going to take over the school. So Agatha's like, oh, no, I'm going to... No, not Agatha. Mildred's going to... Mildred, I'll, I'll turn them into snails so they can't take over the school. So they, they find... The evil witches see her. They come at her, and they're going to turn her into a frog. So Agatha just kind of screams at her, which I think is supposed to be the spell, but it doesn't work. Mildred's still not a frog. So she's going to do it again, but... You know how the villains can never shoot straight, so yeah. they don't shoot the hero? Uh -huh. Literally, one of the other witches go to Agatha and, no, no, don't turn her into a frog. Use the buckshot spell to freak her out. What? Huh. <laughs> so this spell is literally just making sparks and fire fly all around her, but nothing's hitting her. Okay. Huh. So Mildred has enough time to turn them all into snails. Not frogs. No, 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 because she's a good she. Remember, she's a good witch, not a bad witch. Who's so the worst bad witch? witch. We're not gonna go full frog here. Come on. Okay. Yeah. It, like they intentionally wrote in that they just miss constantly, so that the hero can get in the winning shot. Okay. <laughs> Sky's it's the, the first time I've ever seen it purposely put in a film and not just there. Mm -hmm. so yeah, so Mildred picks them all up, puts them into her Acme spell box. Huh. Really? Brings him back. Yep, the day is saved. And Tim Curry reveals, well, by her being the worst witch, she ended up being the best witch all along. <laughs> and, you know, she, she gets her dream, and she gets to fly around with Tim Curry. He gives her private flying lessons. Oh. <laughs> and it ends with another song about being a good witch. Well, that sounds downright delightful. That is the worst witch. So ultimately, I would say, don't go back and watch this movie. Go back, read the books. They've done some television series of this since then. And like the story and the material is there. It's just not in this movie. Who are these okay. books aimed at? I'm, Children, girls. I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I would say middle school girls that like witches and witchcraft. Like, so you're telling our the, audience to same... go seek these books out? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a broad audience one day that comes back and listens to episode two. More like an audience of broads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler, maybe your sister will like them. I don't know. Don't Weinstein this up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. How did we go from Tyler's sister to Harvey Weinstein? No, not the Weinstein part. Or not the not not his sister. It's a sister. Oh, I I think. 
Oh, okay. So the main girl, Mason, you might like this. She's uh, Dorothy from Return to Neverland. You mean re- no, not re- Return, Return to, to Oz. Oz. <laughs> I'm like, there's no Dorothy in Neverland. <laughs> Wendy's daughter? <laughs> you were feeding me lies, boy. Um, oh, okay, cool. She's British? I, think, I, I have no clue. Does she have a British accent in it? I wasn't paying that close attention. What? Um, I think there's also a Wizard of Oz reference in this. Huh. Because they spill water on one of the other girls, and they think she's bleeding, but it turns out they just spilled ketchup on her. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's, it's like a minute thing, but it has it's not relevant to anything else going on. I just feel like it's a Wizard of Oz reference that is very poorly done. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Return to Oz came out the same year as that uh, movie. That's 1986, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nope, it did. Uh, or was that 85? Well, I don't care. Maybe that'll be a movie we discuss one time. Oh, I hope not. I, I loved movie. Return to Oz. I you know. didn't like it? Me too. I was so bored by it. Ugh. Not oh if you God. had been seven years boring. old when you had first watched it. Yeah, no, see, I didn't see it till college, so I, I have no I nostalgia for it. it. So is anyway, that so that's for, the worst uh, witch. Switch? It's there if you want it. You don't want it. <laughs> hmm. All right. Mr. Yeah. Yanny, for our Halloween episode, I gave you Phantom of the Paradise. And it was it was amazing. It is insane. <laughs> I'm so glad. Now, now, Mason, you know this is supposed to be a bad movie podcast, well, right? Listen, it I'm here. It is a here... schlock movie, Listen, and it is a mess of a film. It is a schlock movie. It is movie. a mess. Like, I, I, I think it's good in that it's exactly what it wants to be. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. it was not well-received when it first came out, and it, is, it slowly developed a cult following, like Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Or Buckaroo Bob. Like, like, or that, oddly, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't reference Toxic Avenger. That was in our test episode. That was well, in our test episode. Maybe we'll release episode. that someday. People should watch that eventually. Well, I can't watch it. It's a podcast. We'll release it. Yeah. And anyways, anyway, of the paradise. Let me try to walk you through this insanity. You ready? <laughs> go for up, it. kids. Here we go. So, oh, here's I forget all the names. So bear with me here. So the main Winslow, the main guy. Is auditioning, I guess, to open up in this new club that's going to be open called Paradise. And he's auditioning for Paul Williams, who's called the uh, Swan. Or Swan, I guess, is his last name. And Paul Mm -hmm. Williams is like, I like his song, but I hate him. So he steals his song and auditions lots of sexy ladies and gets... So you're saying it becomes a swan song? Let him tell the story. It's okay. Oh, darn it. No, but, uh, and the guy's like, you cannot steal my song. Tis illegal. But this guy's, like, really powerful. So Paul Williams, like, frames him and puts him in prison. So he's all real mad. So he storms into the Paul Williams' little studio and somehow gets his head in, like, a record-pressing machine and half his face is burned like a fan of the opera. So... This is Paul Williams, the guy that did Rainbow Yes, Connection, he right? was in Baby Driver recently. Yep. Yes, he As was. The butcher, the arms dealer. I lost my mind when I saw we him. We all did. I'm like, why is Paul Williams in this? All right. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, but I went into the movie thinking of Swan when I saw him because I, I, 
honestly, I love this movie, so I was really excited. Uh, Paul Williams is the star of this film. He writes and performs all the songs. Maybe not all the songs, mm-hmm. but most of them. Like, he doesn't play the Phantom, but he he is the singing voice of the Phantom. But anyways. Oh, there's so much more movie to get into. Okay, so basically, he becomes a Phantom of the Opera, like, ripoff. If, like, the Phantom of the Opera was, like, crossed with Birdman. <laughs> but he, because he, he looks like Birdman. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture you posted. He does, he does look, look like, like Birdman. Birdman yes, he looks like Birdman, but he's got, like, a Darth Vader Robocop thing because his vocal cords have been ruined. So Paul Williams gives him, like, this little box so he can talk. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So Paul Williams like, well, because he goes to kill Paul Williams at the Paradise. Because he's been using his song and stuff. But at the same time, he becomes fascinated with this woman called Phoenix, I think. Yep. So, Phoenix? Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Okay, all right. That makes, that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> I didn't know how out there this film was. Well, I wouldn't put it past them. So, he tries to kill Paul Williams. And Paul is like, hey... I can still use you to write songs. So he gives him like this blood contract that he signs of blood. And he writes all the, the music and stuff. And he says, all right, I'll do this, but only a Phoenix can sing all the songs. He's like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. But instead, they get this massive homosexual stereotype called Beef. And it's, it's hilarious. Okay. But he would never pass in today's movies. <laughs> so, and they have this whole... So after uh, Paul Williams steals all, Mason, feel free to jump in at any point because I, 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 no, this is your, this is your rodeo. <laughs> your I know, story. but engage me in conversation because I can't wait to see why you love this film and then why I love this film. But um, so basically, he attacks the gay man in the shower with a plunger, and it's like no one can sing my songs but Phoenix, and the gay guy's like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> so. Beef flees, <laughs> but then uh, Paul Williams' little lackey's like, can't go. So uh, uh, the the Phantom kills Beef on stage. And. Yep. Oh, this film is insane. Okay, so Paul Williams gets involved with Phoenix and, like, tries to. And then we discover, and, like, a, the picture of Dorian Gray, like, little plot point, there's a video cassette. That Paul Williams in the bathtub selling his soul to the devil so he'll look like Paul Williams forever and ever. I'm so confused. What? Oh. Yeah, so what what they find they find this or like um Swan has Swan has um Winslow who's That's the phantom, his name. sign a yes. like a blood yes. contract. A blood contract um to him. But then later on we see a cassette where Swan earlier, much earlier on, long time ago, was filming himself as he was about to kill himself because like he, he didn't want to grow old. Like you do. So he, he didn't want to. He he didn't want to grow old. So his reflection starts talking back to him, which is like the devil. Sell sells, in the recording. Yeah. Uh huh. More in real uh, life too, I guess. Signs a contract. It's it's interesting the camera would pick that up. No, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: like it, it switches camera angles, and they never explain how it does that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was rich. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so he signs a contract so he'd never grow old. So, so um, do you mind if I pick up a little bit here? No, no, no. no yeah. this, I, okay. I, I watched this while I was working, which was because I, I totally forgot we were doing so, this. So I had to watch it. Because both of those contracts are signed, neither of them can die. And at one point, Winslow tries to kill himself because he realizes he's lost Phoenix to uh-huh. Swan. 
Um, and he, he can't die. He stabs himself and he bleeds, but it, nothing happens. Um, so he realizes that I think he's working. Well, he took a stab at it and that's what counts. Yes. Oh, oh, Mason, um, can I talk about right, Paul no. Williams' creepy zombie face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can you explain why that happens? Cause I was kind of confused. Okay. So the finale of the movie is that he stages a wedding with Phoenix, but he's also going to assassinate her for some reason. And I yeah. don't know why he wanted to do that. And he's and Paul Williams has like this silver mask on his face that when he when uh, the Phantom rips it off, it's, he's got like a creepy Paul Williams zombie face, and I'm I, I don't know why that was either. So I think what happened is they had to destroy the contract. Oh no! Wait, um, no, he destroys kill... the video because it's like the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so and so once that's destroyed, um. You know, basically, yeah, Dorian Gray, basically Dorian Gray's swan, and his face starts, like, falling, up, you know, mm-hmm. apart, basically. Um, and then also, since that contract is destroyed, the contract between uh, Swan and um, Winslow is null and void, and obviously his wound opens back up and he bleeds out. And that's, that's the film. Yeah. I followed absolutely none of that, but... <laughs> it's it, insanity, but yeah. you have to watch it. It's... It's I, like I'm. I'm gonna put it out there and lose the rest of our audience. Whoever's still listening, I did. I did. I did not care for Rocky Horror. I don't under. I understand kind of why it's popular, but like for whatever reason, it just didn't grab me. This is the movie I wanted Rocky Horror to be. Like it's yeah. weird in mm-hmm. all the right. I can ways. see where you're coming from. There. It's amazing. It, it sounds like it has a Buckaroo Banzai quality to it, where it's just weirdness. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. But with songs. Yeah, All right, I might I might check it but out. Yeah, there's a uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray I'm gonna try to get because it's. So what did you like so much about this movie? Um, first of all, the the lead and Paul Williams is amazing and is the whole reason you should watch it. But I, I thought the lead before yeah. he transformed into the Phantom was very charming, charmingly mm-hmm. like naive. I like yeah. songs a lot, and they're all Paul Williams, and it, and they're great. Um, I I actually I still have. Uh, one thing I, I really love about it are the songs. I have a lot of them saved nice. on my Spotify. I, I listen to them. Um, mm-hmm. They're pretty great. Which which song from the film was your favorite? Um, well, there was a scene that is not in the movie uh, where it's a funeral for Beef after the Phantom kills him. They cut out Beef's um, funeral. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, and there's a song that um, got in, in the end it got moved to the credits. No, yeah, that was my favorite song uh, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I love it. It's a very mean song, but it's just it's got a good beat and it's very funky. Um I like Swan the um Oh, what's it called? Um I like the song that Winslow writes. Um the oh, I forget the name of it. Um but it's like the big song that basically kicks off the whole plot. Oh, the Faust. And then I like song. I think it's just called Faust. Yeah, the Faust. Yeah, yeah, Faust. Um and then I like Beef's song that uh, he dies to with the with the golf gang. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I I like that one a lot. Okay. But no. Uh, yeah. There's... To answer your question in the simplest terms possible, I I like it because it's seventy schlock and it could only exist in that time period. Absolutely. Like it's very much in the vein of what Rocky Horror is trying to do, but it it just it it does like a like a Phantom of the Opera kind of story. Even though I like this way more than Schumacher's Phantom, but I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> that's <just> terrible. 
No, wait. Well, no, I actually, Mason, you actually, I actually like love Sh- Phantom, don't you? Yeah, it's my favorite movie musical, oh, wow. uh, honestly. Okay. And I mean, Phantom is Phantom. I, um, and this, I'm going to mention this in my palate cleanser, but there was a, um, a well, series. Shall we transition to the palate cleanser then? Well, no, I'll just be really quick. Um, well, I, I, feel, I feel like Tyler, Tyler, you wrapped up. With no, this yeah, I, I, I think I won this one because this was amazing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this was so good. <laughs> Definitely. I, I'd argue that Mason lost because there was nothing in The Worst Witch that made me, like, groan. I think I laughed a couple I, times just how ridiculous I would it was. rather sit through Scooby-Doo 2 again because I've seen all three of these movies that we that we discuss. And... I don't know. It, like, this is a good, bad movie to steal from another podcast. I, I feel like The Worst Witch is if you like watching dumb stuff. Or Tim Curry. Y- you can get away. Y- you can pass an hour with Worst Witch. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I would say, I would say, yeah, because I mean, his film has Tim Curry, mine does not. So. Oh, you got me. You got me there. Yeah, yeah. Tim so. Curry always trumps the Seth. And Green. just to and just to follow up with what you said um, about why, like me, kind of giving good films. I, you know what I'm trying to do here is, uh, first off, the film. Honestly, I mean, Fan of the Paradise. It's a Brian De Palma mm-hmm. film. It is wacky. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's very unconventional. Oh, yeah. Um, it is, you know, Phantom of the Opera, it's, it's related to that, so it kind of works for the Halloween theme. Um, but, you know, I just want to make sure we're introducing all sorts of films. Yeah, it's fun to complain about bad oh, yeah. movies, but, you know, you know, it's important to also be looking at just the weird outliers that's as true. well. And that good is very true. Them. So, that's, I, you know, I'm here true. to celebrate that's nice movies. nice of you. Honestly, I'm just trying to drive you too insane with bad movies. <laughs> that's nice, Mason. I'm sure you will. All right, let's get to the palate okay. cleanser then. This is the part where we have had some terrible movies in our mouth, and it's time to clean it out with some stuff that we've been enjoying. Mason, it sounds like you want to go first. Sure. Um, this isn't a recent thing, but it's related to the movie I gave. Um, mm-hmm. There is, uh, it's a series on on YouTube, but I believe she has her own site as well. Some people know her as the Nostalgia Chick. Um, I believe mm-hmm. her name's Lindsay mm-hmm. Ellis. Um, but she lately she's been doing retrospectives on um, characters, just any kind of character in pop mm-hmm. culture, and even yeah, some she, she does people. great like half hour video essays. On oh yeah, yeah, she's actually pretty incredible. Um, she did she did one recently um, just about tropes and themes in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two that I absolutely no that was a, that was an excellent video. I'm the, glad you I'm glad you've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but relating to this one, she did a two-part series on the history of the character of the Phantom of the oh. Opera, uh, and I'm a huge fan of the Phantom, um, not just the musical, but just, um, you know, I read the I read the book as a kid, um, I, I mm-hmm. very much like the character, um, so she gives a very in-depth look through from the inception of the character by Gaston Leroux um, all the way to today, and it talks about Phantom of the Paradise, it talks about the Schumacher movie. Um, how she basically has it cut up is before and after the Broadway musical, since that is sort of the linchpin of how he is, uh, the character is identified as now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, and it kind of sheds light on a care on one of those classic movie monsters that isn't talked about a lot. And quite honestly, I don't think talked about enough, um, because I think at his core, the story of the phantom is, uh, something that is really um, poignant and uh, special. Nice, very nice. Tyler, what would you like to recommend? Um, I have two things actually. If that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So I recently got the uh, Mad Max box set that has all four films, 
And with that nice. is a two-hour, I think two-and-a-half-hour, actually, documentary on the making of the first Mad Max, which I'm a huge fan of because it is uh, – it was made for like super low budget, like four hundred thousand. Okay. And oh yeah, that's low budget. Yeah, pocket change, really. And just <laughs> just to see the history, like how dangerous this movie was, and the risk they took. Oh, totally. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. incredible. So, uh, definitely recommend that. It's called The Madness of Max, and it can be found on that set. I don't know if it's uh, if you can find it with just the movie Mad Max. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But because I think that was special for the set, but uh, definitely check that out. Um, and then I also watched a. Uh, I got a Criterion this week. I kind of want to talk about. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, it's a film called Thief, and it stars James Com, and it's from what's okay. uh, really quick just for the people who don't know what what's a Criterion. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, first of all. Okay, well, this is good. This is a good little plug. Okay, because November's coming up, and we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, Criterion is a uh, has been around since the 80s, and they started out uh, putting movies on Laserdisc and giving them all the bells and whistles in terms of uh, excellent transfers with picture enhanced picture and sound and loads of special features. And Criterion is actually the reason we have DVD commentaries, because... Uh, their laserdisc commentaries is kind of what started that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there was nothing like that on the home video market before uh, they started putting them out. So then they transitioned to DVD, and now they have Blu-rays out, and they have independent films, important films, uh, foreign films, just art house stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they do a little bit more mainstream. Like uh, the Breakfast Club is coming out. Yeah, soon. I saw that. Yep. Um. But I think in the in their own way, they're all very much have something very important yeah, they, to learn they, they, from and landmark films. Unless it's Armageddon, which is on the Criterion Collection for some reason, really? they have they have a good reason for why each and every film on there is is put there and why it's important. And uh, they have a fifty percent off sale Barnes and Noble, which is, I guess our plug of the episode uh, every July and November. Always good. Mm-hmm. Always something I spend a lot of money on. I do too. I do too. Next uh, yeah. next month, I will be uh, picking up a couple. Yeah, one of one of my favorite movies is on Criterion. I don't want to plug it or you know recommend it yet. I want it to be relevant. But my wife and I got the um, that Barnes and Noble membership card. Yes. Um, I think there's an annual fee for it, but it is I think like ten or thirty percent off your purchase, mm-hmm. and it's on top of it can go on top of other things. Yeah, um, I use my mother-in-law's. It's nice. Nice. Yeah, Smart. yeah, it's actually pretty great. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, it it is if you're really into those Criterion films or just uh, movies or books or even records now in general, mm-hmm. um, it's actually a pretty great. Yeah, investment. oh yeah, They're pops. Great. They have tons of pops. Um. So. For my palate cleanser, I'm going to recommend... Hey, I didn't get to talk about the movie I was going to... Wait, didn't you? <laughs> oh, then go ahead. Go no, ahead you, just, you told me to plug Criterion, and I never got to talk about the freaking movie. My bad, my bad. I thought you were recommending Criterion for a second. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being the mason. <laughs> go ahead, bud. Uh, all right. Uh, it's, uh, it's a 1981 movie called Thief. And it has a uh, all synthesizer score by Tangerine Dream, and it's a uh, I want to call it a neo noir 
and and how it's made and how it's lit and it's about a safe cracker played by uh james Kahn. okay and uh okay hi- highly recommended it. it's very stylized and it's it's very atmospheric and yeah i mean it, is it out. like that disney movie uh no deposit no return where don knotts plays a safe cracker I wish. <laughs> if James Caan and Don Knotts were in a buddy, uh, like, safe cracker movie, I would watch the heck out that of that. That would be amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we can't do that no more, because one of them's not here, and one of them's on the way out, so. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. But Don will, Don yeah. will live in our hearts forever. True. <laughs> All right, am I good, or am I cutting anyone off? All right, so what's your palate cleanser? All right. No, yeah, go ahead. So, instead of a movie, I'm going to recommend a video game. I have been playing oh. uh, Batman the Telltale series. Mm-hmm. Episode 2 of Season 2 just came out. So, I haven't played that yet, but I've been playing Season 1. And it, it's so much fun. It's one of those games, you know, it's a point-and-click adventure game where your choices actually affect the storyline now uh if i can interrupt for a minute yeah it, this is for the ipad right it's on ipad and it's also on the playstation network and xbox okay but if you get it for the ipad it's a point and tap adventure game yeah but it, it still plays the same just uh there are less background characters i believe anyway like you know going in i didn't think my choices would affect the game too much but uh, it was really interesting because I played through the whole thing and, uh, you know, you have Cobblepot as Penguin, uh, Harvey Dent as Two-Face, and Catwoman's in it. But I, I played it and Harvey Dent actually never becomes Two-Face fully because of the choices I was able to make. No way. Yeah, he still goes really? a little crazy, and uh, but you can talk him down and he just kind of goes to Arkham for, uh, you know, to be medicated or whatever, you know. Is, is there a way to just play the game safe and his parents never die and no one becomes a supervillain and everyone's pretty happy? No, but it, it, it's interesting what they do with Bruce Wayne's parents. Like, it's something no one else has done anything with. Like, it, it, this isn't, it doesn't have the strongest script and it's not the tightest story, but I really feel hmm. it's some of the most original ideas done with Batman since the animated series. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it, wow. it's wow. really really interesting concepts they put forward not all of them land but it's really nice to see something new done with these characters so i i really recommend season one i played the first episode of season two i again i'm really really liking what they're doing and changing how's the uh character design and animation and such again it's telltale so the or telltale telltale it's telltale yeah, it's so you know, it, it's on the cheaper side because they're cheaper, quickly made games, and they, they they're fine. It kind of looks like three D Archer graphics. Okay, I can see that working. That's not bad. That's not bad. It works for a comic book. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like if you if you choose to play on the iPad, I, I I can ignore the graphics and just like okay, I'm just paying attention to the story kind of thing. I'm not looking too too intently at what's passing through a table or something like that. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it, it playable, and I think the story and the idea is uh, the part worth playing it for. Since we don't have letters, and we would love for mm-hmm. anyone listening to either tweet us at ArtificialPod, or you can also email us at ArtificialPod at gmail.com. 
But until we start uh-huh. getting questions, we're going to come up with our own. And Tyler had a great idea earlier in the week. I and did. do you remember the question you wanted to ask? I do not. All right. I remember it was a very good one. Well, it's, have you guys ever watched a movie that initially you didn't like? Oh! But upon second oh, viewing, you changed yes. your mind and that actually you changed really did your enjoy mind it. On. Yes. So, Tyler, do you want to uh, talk about what gave you this question? What movie did this Okay, so, yes. Uh, what what kind of spurred this? Because uh, I, I saw Kingsman 2 just because people wanted to go see it, and I enjoyed it. So, upon doing that, I revisited the first one, which... Our good pal Winifred here uh, convinced me to go see with him, Mm -hmm. what, two years ago? Yeah, yep. It was my second time going to see the movie. I enjoyed it that much. I I did not care for it because I thought it was very uh, indulgent and violent. But then I I, I guess, I don't know what changed, but I enjoyed it the second time because that is the point of the movie. (laughs) Well, you've become a more indulgent, violent person, I feel. So I feel you connected with the film. I know, and that upsets (laughs) me, but you're right. (laughs) Because I, I like I like RoboCop and stuff where a guy gets like shot to death in a office meeting and you're supposed to laugh at it. And I, I guess that's just my sense of humor now. So just like originally when I saw it, like a, a bunch of people being murdered in a church didn't appeal to me. But now I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that says about me, but there you go. It, it's a, an amazing scene. My jaw drops every time I watch it. It's so great. And I, there's nothing in the second one that matches the energy mm-hmm. of that scene. But, uh, so yeah, uh, anyways, um, you could also have a movie you loved, but then upon rewatch, you didn't like it or hated it. So it can, it can go either way for both of you. What? So, uh, I'm interested to for see what me, you guys come up with. Ooh, yeah. For, for me, a film that I used to love that I'm not crazy about anymore is Temple of Doom. It used to be my favorite ha. Indiana Jones movie, ha, ha. but as I watched it again, I don't know the pacing. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's really slow towards the end of the second yeah. act, and I don't know. It just wait work. the second act. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. And, and a film that I didn't like growing up that I've come to really enjoy now is uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory by Tim Burton. No, no, the the good one, the <laughs> Gene Wilder one, man. Oh, you mean Willy Wonka and Tom and Jerry? Oh dear, that that'll be on the show eventually. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Eventually. No, but um, like I hated it as a kid. Cause I'm like, well, the, this man just kills children trying to get uh, an heir to his candy shop, and he's a jerk. And I don't understand this. But now, as I've gone back, as someone who can appreciate Gene Wilder as an actor, the the songs that are in it, like. I love the setting of the town they're in before they get to the factory. I just love that old European look of it. There is a nice, there is a nice yeah. build. Oh, and the adults going crazy trying to find the golden tickets. I never got that as a mm-hmm. kid, but it's so funny now. Them trying to build machines to to mathematically figure out which candy bar has the golden ticket, and then the computer turns on them. It's like I'm not telling you. I, I, <laughs> I haven't watched it. So I, I watched it again after Gene passed away, and I absolutely loved it. It's it's the <laughs> only thing I really love about the Ready Player One trailer is that they use imagination so well uh-huh. as as the build up oh, song. Oh, that movie! <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah, not, I I would always go back to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's really good. How about you, Mace? Um, a movie that I initially loved, I mean genuinely loved, 
Um, and then upon watching it recently, I was like, eh, I was, I was honestly bored with it, is um, Sir Richard Attenborough's Chaplin. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and it breaks – it. No, like to be very honest with you, um, and like to be open, that film had a profound mm-hmm. effect on my mm-hmm. life, um, and uh, it it really uh, inspired yeah. me. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 honestly it's a great movie, but I watched it again recently, um, uh, and uh, I was bored. Yeah, I was bored well, with it. Because uh, Mason, and, you and I really became friends talking about Chaplin. He, Charlie has always yeah. been a huge yeah, that's a big part of filmmaking inspiration to us. And, you know, I had seen a bunch of his old films, so had you, and, but I had never seen Chaplin. Uh, so when you showed mm-hmm. it to me, I was very underwhelmed. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And that, that bummed me out, but you still loved it. And to hear you, you know, talk about it being bored by it now, one makes me feel very justified in my feelings toward the film, but yeah, I can, <laughs> I can understand why that one would hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still obviously Charlie Chaplin's still oh, a totally. huge hero to me. Except when it comes um, to, I'm, I'm women. looking at that little. <laughs> wow, yeah. You um, too could have five wives. But, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one that uh, recent that um, kind of uh, lost its lost mm-hmm. a bit of the magic. Um, but a film that I did not like at first, um, but like the second time. Um, you two are going to get on my case about uh, oh this. Oh boy, here we go. I'm ready to pounce and on that I case. I want to make it very clear that I that I liked it more, but it doesn't mean that I think it's a uh-huh. good movie. Uh-oh. Um, and that and that was Lego Batman movie. And... Oh, what? You you <laughs> liked Lego Batman to begin with? Yeah. No, I no, you I did. I mean You are the defender Brennan... of that film to me and Tyler. No, 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 no. Mm. I've got very clear opinions now on that film. Um, I The jokes that are good are, yeah, I really true. Like. All the good jokes are in the first act. Well, we all agree with that. No, I think there's still some good stuff there. The second time when he is saying goodbye to Robin because he thinks like he's got to go back mm-hmm. to the Phantom Zone. The second time watching it, I actually oh, teared up. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why. And I'm not going to defend yeah, no, my. I'm not going to defend fine. it. It's fine. It's it's because it's okay unjustified. Film, but it is not. It is. It is fine. Yeah. It is a fine film. It, it, it is. Yeah, I'm not saying well, it's it, good. It gets I know it's not good. Reviews like it's 90 percent around tomatoes or whatever, and it's not that great. Uh, no, 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 no. Honestly, and Tyler it's and I don't no, talk I know about it's not, this but now. I liked it. I was very upset after the I Lego saw the Ninjago movie, movie um, though. But is a was lot fun. better than Lego Batman. It was so much fun. I was, I was shocked at how much I like Lego Yeah, Ninjago. and that's got 50% on Yeah, I was thinking I was going to get that. It, yeah. it is a much better film than Lego Batman. It is more evenly paced. Garmadon is structure. a good version yeah. of uh, Bat, of Lego Batman. It, it, it's like a goofy okay. movie meets Megamind. And Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Power Rangers. It, okay. it is honestly, that's I did not have Rangers. any hopes for that film going in, and I ended up Not at it. all. Actually, wait on your recommendation because yeah. I was shocked that you loved it, and I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. The wonders of movie pass. <laughs> well, all right, yeah, seriously. Oh, real quick, well, I want to do uh, a film that I liked and then watched it again and did did not care for it. Go for it. Um, Batman Forever. I always thought that that one was not as good as the Burton ones, mm-hmm. but at least a solid film. 
No. No, of course not. <laughs> it's 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 really bad. Yeah. I watched it recently and I was like, oh Tommy Lee Jones, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have some I have a confession. That's a guilty pleasure movie. It's not as bad as Batman and Robin, oh, but yeah. it's 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 no, still no, 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 no. really bad. Like I was shocked That's at how bad it did not hold up at all. Well, let, let's talk about guilty pleasure films next episode, because I, I, I think I have a few yeah, that you guys th- would find very interesting. Oh, we got yep. a cliffhanger. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> before we wrap this up, Tyler, you want to announce the theme for next themes episode? Uh, no. I hold do. on, hold on. We're Let me go back and say movies. that again, because I screwed that one up. That's okay. The English language, it's hard. Okay. Nobody blames you. Tyler, do you want to introduce the theme for next week's episode? I would be delighted. Josh. Thank you, Tyler. Beijing Mr. Herman. Mr. Pee-wee Herman. My wife, Helena. <laughs> um, Alright, so the next theme is animal movies. Oh, All boy. the animals. Yay! Oh, dear. <laughs> so, what, Winnie, what film are you going to give and who are you going to give it to? Well, it's my turn to give you a movie. And it was between Every Which Way But Loose or Oh Heavenly Dog. So I think I'm going to give you Oh Heavenly Dog. Okay, with Chevy Chase and Benji? Yep. Okay, that's fair. Mason! What film are you giving to me? Yeah. I am giving you the Frankie Muniz film, Racing Stripes. I was really hoping for my dog, Skip. (laughs) And Tyler, who I gave two really... Really okay films, and I gave you a great movie you this did. time. What are you giving me? Okay. Will you still be my friend if I tell you what it is? Yeah. You're getting Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. Are you Are you kidding me? <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> I hate all of you. I genuinely despise you. Oh, <laughs> I'm it's so okay, happy. There's only one more movie after that. Think about Why? it, Mason. You'll only be three-fourths of the way through. That's almost all Mason, four live-action Scooby-Doo movies. I didn't sign on to this show to watch <laughs> the Scooby-Doo it's saga. It's not going to teach you a life lesson. You think it can get bad? It can get worse. <laughs> it can always get worse. I'm never giving you a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> What have I done? Either okay. I'll tell you. Well, tell ladies you. and gentlemen, that is the show. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you bothered to tune in and listen to us idiots talk about movies for, well, wow, an hour and a half now. Uh, as always, you can yeah. find the podcast on Twitter at ArtificialPod. You can also email us at ArtificialPod at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can find me at Josh underscore Lakitis. Mason? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at good old price. Also, really quick, I'd love to uh, put a little quick plug in. Uh, keep your eyes out on Amazon.com. I have a children's book coming out uh, tentatively next month called Jerry the Bumblebee Who Couldn't Buzz, A Christmas Story. It's a children's book. Um, it's a fun little Dr. Susie kind of uh, Christmas story. Um, just uh, having to do with um, just accepting the differences in people and the... Um, um, using those differences to help make the world a better place. Oh, cool. Very nice. And yours truly is illustrating it. Yes, yes. I yes. was unaware of this project, so but I heartily endorse yeah. it. <laughs> and Tyler, where can they find you on the internet? I don't know. Contact your local senator. 
All right, Mason, start humming us out. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Have a great night, and God bless. Goblins, Draculas, except there's only one. Spooky, spooky, artificial. Oh, my gosh, we didn't reference werewolf bar mitzvah once. Oh, actually, you did. I did. You just didn't hear me in the opener. Oh, okay, good.